0: And so what that will do is that's providing a firm foundation as we move forward so that we can tackle these problems in a constructive manner as far as it depends on us and so we can be aware and ready if things even get tougher and uh, worse.
1: Is your switch on or off? Find out as we continue our series titled Finding the Joy of the Lord in a Stress-Filled World. Hello and welcome to the Transforming Lives Together podcast. How we respond in difficult situations can say a lot about who we are. Being cool under pressure is a trait that's admired and with good reason, for it's impossible to diffuse a situation when you need to be diffused yourself. In the book of Proverbs we read, Like a city that is broken into and without walls, so is a person who has no self-control over his spirit. To be self-controlled is the mark of a spiritually and emotionally mature person, but this doesn't happen overnight. We need to be able to recognize when our switch in our assessment center turns off, and take the steps necessary to turn it back on so that in difficult situations we can remain relational, act like ourselves, return to joy, and in doing so we will be able to endure hardship. Before we turn it over to Father Ward, we want to say thank you for your time as you tune in each week. We pray you are blessed and encouraged by the content of this podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes. And if you have enjoyed what you're hearing from this podcast, please help us out by leaving a five-star rating and review. Your positive feedback will help us reach more people with this podcast. And now, here is Father Ward with the fifth part of Finding the Joy of the Lord in a Stress-Filled World.
0: Welcome back to The Word with Father Ward. As always, great to have you with us. I know a lot's going on in our nation. In fact, uh, the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing is because many of our citizens are having brain malfunctions. That's right. The way God has designed us is He's designed us uh, for joy, but if we are not moving in the joy of the Lord, that joy will be replaced by fear. And if you look at what's going on, when you look at the protests, when you look at the police, when you look at our politicians, when you look at uh, the rest of us at home, uh, it's very easy to fall into the trap and to operate from the perspective of fear. And fear always will result in one of three responses. Either we will go into fight mode, uh, we will flee, want to uh, run away, or we will freeze up and really not know what to do. Well, God doesn't want us to operate in fear. In fact, we're told in Second Timothy chapter 1, verse seven, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. And a sound mind means a mind that is maximized for joy and is growing in joy capacity. And that's what we've been talking about in this series, finding the joy of the Lord in a stress-filled world. One of the ways we do that, obviously, is to know what God's Word says about joy and how joy is nurtured and, and grown in our lives. But also, God has given us brains and He's given us the beauty of being able to study the human body, human anatomy, to study how we operate as human beings. And with the advent of brain science and the discoveries that have, been, that have come about because of uh, the advances in technology and the computer, we can study human brains. And we can see how we're wired and how our brains operate. And so if you've been with us, we've begun looking at the breakdown of uh, the levels of brain function. Remember our levels of brain function? It's kind of like an elevator. Uh, so you've seen the imagery of, of the uh, level one, floor one uh, opening the elevator doors and going to the second level. And so on the right side of the brain, we've got four main levels of brain function. And uh, those are all um, re- regarding our relationships. Uh, it's it's how we uh, recognize uh, our surroundings and how we uh, put things in perspective. Uh, and And so it's Uh, the relational side of our brain. And then our left side is the more verbal side. It's the problem-solving side of the brain, uh, the side of the brain in which we accomplish our tasks and which we bring meaning and understanding to what's happening to us. But remember, everything that's happening to us goes through the right center or the right side of the brain first. And just a review, and we're going to look at uh, levels two and three in detail at this study. But just as a review, remember, level one, that's our attachment center, and that's uh, the thalamus and the uh, the nucleus accumbens, and that's found at the base, the back of our brains. And it's called the attachment center because that's where attachments uh, are formed. That's where we form either joy bonds or fear bonds, and that's developed in our first year, year and a half. In fact, the first six months are very significant. Uh, And so if we have healthy a healthy relationship with our parents and our, with those who are loving us at a young age, uh, then we're going to be establishing uh, strong joy bonds. And the reason why the uh, first level, the attachment center, is known, uh, I'm sorry, the first level is known as, it's called the attachment center, is not only because uh, it's uh, where attachments are made, but also it's, it's likened to like a brain magnet. It's called the brain magnet because ma- magnets either attract or they repel. And so joy bonds, God created us to be attracted to one another in joy that flows out of loving relationship. Uh, but if that relationship isn't there, if it's characterized by uh, you know, anger and by um, uh, withdrawal and animosity, if the baby isn't getting smiles back, if the baby isn't getting that, uh, that presence and that um, physical love and affirmation, uh, then what happens? Uh, fear bonds uh, are developed. and then uh, if we continue in that mode, uh, we will uh, look at life uh, in the realm of and the spirit of fear. And so that's when we start to look at life as simply problems to solve or to escape or to fight rather than uh, relationships. To move forward in and, and addressing problems in relationship rather than by ourselves and in isolation which fear will al- fear will always lead to and fear always leads to division that people take their sides and so that's what we have right now in our nation we have extremes um, from the right and the left and the rest of us are caught right in the middle now that leads to uh, the level two Uh, function, which is the uh, amygdala, and that's uh, our assessment center, and that's where we assess things, whether they're good, bad, or scary. It's also called the on-off switch. Now, before we look in detail to level two, uh, let me go back to level one, too. Something I forgot to mention, and that is attachment pain is the most significant pain that we will face in this life because attachment pain is a reference to attachment loss. So when we lose a loved one, if someone goes through a divorce or a broken relationship, that is extremely painful. That's, that's intense emotional pain and that's attachment loss. That's the worst that someone can really experience in life. Now the flip side, attachment joy, that's the best and that's Kind of, I likened it to a light bulb. That when we see people that we're in love with and that we love and and mutually love us back, that light bulb goes on. That's why if you're in a marriage and you're not really uh, uh, experiencing the joy that comes from a loving relationship, and then someone else lights up that light bulb, um, that's a very powerful pull. And that's why some marriages implode because the joy bond isn't being developed. Um, and again, that goes back to the attachment. Center. So even though the attachment center is, is uh, developed as we grow uh, in at young age, um, it, it is going to either be built and, and continue to grow through our lives, or it's going to take hits. Uh, and then as we go through the various levels of brain function, we'll know that you can, just as an elevator, can get stuck. Uh, you can get stuck in your brain. And, and that's what's happening, again, in our country, when you get stuck at level two of uh, the assessment center. So level two, then. Is when you, that's uh, your brain is looking at your, its surroundings or taking, and again, this is at a very uh, super conscious, faster than the speed of uh, even, it's, it's just by milliseconds that your brain's taking all this in. And so when you see someone or something, your brain's always assessing it is it good, bad, or scary? If it's bad or scary, the brain will sh- shut off for a moment and, and immediately you're going to say, okay, fight, flight, or freeze. Now, if you're moving in joy, you're able to turn the switch back on. But if you're not able to return to joy, then that switch is off, and then you're going to just get stuck at that second level. You're going to then go to your left side, and you're going to start to interpret and act in a way that isn't healthy. Now, so what would be an example? In a relationship, someone gets you upset, or you see something that's wrong or hurtful, something that puts you on the defense of, something that scares you. You have a choice. You can uh, react emotionally and be overwhelmed, freeze. Uh, you can immediately fight. And sometimes there might be a, a, a something to fight, you think of self-defense. But often what, where we get stuck is just in our interpersonal relationships where we are having issues with people uh, that we love uh, but the switch goes off, and if their switch goes off, what are you going to have? You're going to have a civil war. So you're going to have like in a marriage, you know, that's bad news. In in the employer-employee relationships, that's not good. Remember we talk about how leaders uh, aren't don't uh, leaders need not only to be proficient in the tasks at hand and accomplishing problems and and uh, doing what they need to do, but they also need to be relationally mature, and that's right side brain, that's the right hemisphere. And so if their switch goes off at level two and they're not able to move forward with that employee, uh, then you're gonna have a civil war, you're gonna have chaos because everybody's just operating from their emotional uh, standpoint. So again, when we see everything happening in our country right now that's exacerbated by our media, people are just responding with emotion and that's the worst place to be in fact i remember uh, when my son was five and i've shared this in the sermons uh, a couple times over the years uh, when my son was five he was watching the show blue's clues which was very popular uh, some time ago and there was the uh, a young man named steve and then there was blue uh, who was an animated dog And uh, throughout the show, there would be, the blue would look with Steve to find clues about a particular topic, and and the, the particular show for that day was on anger. What happens when people hurt you or get you mad? And so the clues would all point to what you need to do, and that is you need to stop, breathe, and think. So my son watched that, and I watched it with him. And so a few weeks later, something got me upset, and obviously my assessment center uh, I thought if this was bad, whatever, I forgot what I got upset about, and I started to um, raise my voice, I started to lose my temper, and my son then said, Dad, stop, breathe, and think. And so uh, I was kind of taken aback by that in a good way, I-, I was impressed that he remembered it, but it was also a good reminder for me. And so to get our switch back on, it's good to pause, it's good to take a dude. Good- deep breath, but rather than just think, to pray, and to ask God to give you wisdom, and to not just respond emotionally. And that's very difficult to do unless you develop a habit. You have to, when developing habits, uh, remember there are two ways that your brain develops habits. The first way is through the right side, and that's through the mirror neurons, and that's through observing people. That's why showing is more effective than simply telling someone. And so we can develop habits just by hanging out with certain people, just by observing certain people, and that we subconsciously are picking these things up, and then we will start to repeat uh, after them. You know, there's that old saying, you're known by the company you keep, and the company you keep means that you start to become like the company you keep. Become like them. But then the other way you learn a habit is through, let's say, solving a math problem or doing something over and over again that you learn, a skill you learn. That's left side brain function. Uh, both are important, but actually the obs- observation and, and actually doing it is gonna be more ingrained in us than just learning it. So, like for me, I don't know about you, but if I get a project uh, or a something to build, and I have the, the uh, manual and it gives me all the directions on how to do it, uh, I can go through the manual. It's, for me, it's kind of tedious, you gotta look at everything. It's much more effective if I see someone do it with me as I'm observing them and I'm doing it with them. Uh, in terms of memory, I'm gonna remember that much better than having to read it and try to figure it out, what it's saying first and then follow the, the directions. And so, again, that's right side brain. And so we want to move in our right side more first than our even our left side because it's more powerful. So getting back to controlling our anger, our emotions, making sure our switch isn't turned off at level two, that means we need to start to practice those habits of being ready for those times or those triggers that are going to get us emotionally unstable so that then we learn to respond in a way that's out of love. Now, when I say pray, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. You know, if we're going to be able to return to joy, that is to get our switch back on, that's a reliance on the Holy Spirit, but we have to consciously be doing that. And that's why it's neat if you are around more mature Christians or believers or people who are more self-controlled, you can learn a lot from them because you can observe how they handle stress. Remember, one of the things that we're talking about here in this series is how do we increase our emotional maturity which is increasing your emotional capacity to be able to handle the very stressors in life without imploding without breaking up emotionally. And the key to that is to be able to return to joy because our brains either run on one of two motivational fuels. Either we're motivated by joy or motivated, motivated by fear. And those are competing now, before we go further and look at the uh, uh, third function, uh, I want to talk about how you can determine whether or not you your switch is off. Uh, and so I'm going to use the acronym CAKE, C-A-K-E, that comes from Dr. Uh, Marcus uh, Warner. Uh, and uh, it's a good uh, memory. I think we maybe have a, a picture of a cake there. I don't know which cake uh, Jim Kibbe picked, whether it's chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. I don't know, maybe it's... A, Uh, 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 all different colors, but uh, I'm sure he found a cake to just remind you. But the important thing is the acronym C-A-K-E. And uh, this is a good way to determine whether or not your amygdala, your uh, level two brain function, your on-off switch is off. And the first question you need to ask is the C stands for curiosity. When your switch is turned off, uh, to get it back on, are you curious about why this is really going on? why you're really upset, why the other person is doing what they're doing. In order to move to reconciliation or to addressing the problem, we need to be curious as to what's really going on in terms of the feelings. And so that is to ask the person, you know, say, hey, I am curious, you know, why, why again are you feeling this way or what's, what were the issues? Let's talk through it. You know, and so that curiosity in you is a good indicator whether or not you're willing to not simply react to the wrong or the thing that may, that's bad or scary. Now, this is, again, in interpersonal relationships. If someone comes at you with a gun, you know, that's, that's a little different story. Uh, but what we're talking about is our interpersonal relationships and how we're observing the life around us. So rather than getting all upset at what you see on TV, say, hey, well, let me take a step back. What's really going on here? And, and what's a good way for us to move forward as a community? But it starts individually. It starts with us. It starts in the heart. Now, the second would be A, and that is, can I think in my heart of showing appreciation? The A stands for appreciation. Can I somehow have a feeling of appreciation uh, and show appreciation for that person? You know, so a kind word right there was showing appreciation for them or, uh, you know, of of that uh, um, magnitude. In other words, if someone who you normally love and someone you normally appreciate, and you can't show appreciation at that point, and they become your enemy, then your switch is still off. And then the, the K stands for actually kindness. Can I find a reason to be kind to the other person? So it isn't just finding a reason, but it's saying, can I maybe do something kind to them in the midst of all this? That's one way to defuse a situation. But remember, if we uh, are not kind, not only is our switch still off, but if then we respond in an unkind manner, we're just throwing gasoline on the situation, like throwing gasoline on a fire on the situation. Uh, and then eye contact. Am I avoiding eye contact with the other person. you know, It's important to maintain that eye contact. Yes, we may need to look away and, and, and collect our thoughts. Um, certainly, you don't want to stare down the person. right? That's a bad way of eye contact. But it's just showing concern and care for the person. Now, this isn't easy. And if, you're, if you can't do any of these, two or more, uh, or if you're at two or more, you can only do one and, and the rest, then you need to probably take a step back. You need to cool down. Um, now, this is the other where God comes in. That's where we need the Holy Spirit to help us, right? If we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we'll talk more in the future studies how to, be, how to maintain being filled with the Spirit because being filled with the Spirit is directly linked with joy because remember the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the first is love that flows from loving relationship and knowing your love by God and, and then loving others as he loves you. But then the second fruit is joy. Joy comes out of loving relationship. Uh, and so that joy that we have is uh, going to flow from making sure we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But let let's say my switch is off and I lose my temper, or I'm starting to be un, uh, 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 a feeling of unforgiveness and stuff. I'm no longer filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm now filled with my spirit, the fleshly spirit. And so uh, that's not a good place to be. And now we gotta, if I'm going to get my switch back on, it's now saying, "Hey, Holy Spirit." I confess this isn't right, help me get through this, fill me now. See how that works? So level one is our attachment center, the thalamus. It's where our attachments, the bonds, joy and fear bonds are formed. And level two then is the assessment center, where we assess things. Are they good, bad, or scary? Now if it's good, it's easy for me to move to level three. And level three then is the, call the attunement center. Level three is where we're able to read people well that my feelings are uh, uh, concurrent with the feelings around me. That is, if I see people are, are, are sad, then I'm going to say, yeah, there's a reason. I'm going to understand why they're sad and I'm going to enter into that sadness. I'm going to empathize with them. That's being in sync. This is where the mirror neurons come in, especially it's developed through observation. If, in other words, that if I have proper uh, ex- love, exposure, and I'm shown good, healthy relationships. That's why it's called the mother core because uh, it's with the, our mirror neurons for assessing things and having that intuition and synchronizing our emotions with the emotions around us flow from most especially our relationship with our moms the first couple of years. So if we were with a mom who was often angry or uptight or anxious, high anxiety, that did not develop a good Uh, assessment center in us. So we're going to be more likely, if we didn't have something to counteract that as we got older, we're going to be more likely to uh, assess things incorrectly. You know how some people are socially awkward? In other words, they'll come right into a a group of people and just start talking, or they'll assume something that just isn't accurate? Well, that's an indication that their assessment center is off. Now again, if you get stuck at level two, the I'm sorry, their attunement center is off. Uh, But if you get stuck at the assessment, there's no way your attunement's going to be right because you're too upset. You're too uh, shut down. So you're going to miss the mark. You're going to misinterpret things, overreact. But if we can get our switch back on, then we can start to assess things. And if we assess things correctly, if we're in sync with our surroundings, if we understand the context in which we're in, then we can start to have that feeling of peace even in the midst of the storm. And especially when our thoughts get in conjunction with God's thoughts and his perspective as I am filled with the Holy Spirit again, after I get my <clears throat> on-off switch on, I'm going to have that shalom that the Bible talks about, that peace. That's again, can I, have, I can have that peace even in the midst of the bad circumstances. So for example, if you're like me, um, when I watch what's going on in terms of our nation, in terms of the protest, in terms of the violence, in terms of the destruction, in terms of the immaturity, in terms of the emotional outbursts, okay, when I watch that, and then when I watch the media play it up, and when I watch a false narrative given by our media, that conjures up in me anger because I cannot believe well, I can believe it, but I'm very disappointed at the stupidity and the ignorance uh, and the lack of common sense that I see around me. Now, I can just get really upset and say, you know, get angry, and then I could maybe go out and do a counter protest, or I could just be maybe nasty to my family because it's put me in a bad mood. Uh, both would be examples. Of, or if I'm grumbling about it, or if I call someone up and I just complain, both would be examples of having my uh, level two on-off switch, my assessment center, turn off. But if I'm going to return to joy and say, "Wait a minute, I understand this is part of fallen human nature. This is part of life. This is going to calm down." And now I have a responsibility to make sure that I'm praying through this, that I'm learning through it, and then think of ways that I can maybe help the situation, even though it can be difficult to think about. Now, because of my uh, calling and because the position that I'm in, I have some influence in just what we're doing today and through preaching the sermons and all of that and, and overseeing a church. I mean, actually, there's great, uh, a great responsibility there and great potential that we mobilize our churches. But all each of us can has a role to play, and the role to play is to continue to stay informed, not to get overloaded. Uh, I, I do recommend that you only have a, um, a limited diet of of the news and the media and the talking heads. Uh, but we need to continue to grow in a relationship with God through the Word understanding the way of the cross and the way of Jesus, continue to rely on the Holy Spirit, be in relationship with our loved ones and build those relationships strong as well as the church at large. And so what that will do is that's providing a firm foundation as we move forward so that we can tackle these problems in a constructive manner as far as it depends on us and so we can be aware and ready if things even get tougher and uh, worse. So that's how we move from level two to level three. And with level three then, we can have that peace so that I still have the peace of the Lord, even in the midst of the chaos. And that's true now for our personal lives. If you get diagnosed with a disease or a family member does, you know, you're going to be your on-off switch is going to be affected, but you can return to joy as you start to reflect on who God is and your past, and, and how we move uh, forward. Uh, so it's very important. Now, I have a, a Bible verse I want to share uh, as we kind of wrap things up to show an example of what um, being able to go from level 2 to level 3 and, and the call that we're, we're given by uh, the Apostle Paul to do exactly uh, that. And that's found in Ephesians chapter uh, 4. And Ephesians chapter 4, uh, wonderful passage there and where Paul talks about how Christ gave the leadership gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, to the leaders of the church. And notice what he said. He said he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. What was their purpose? To equip the saints for the work of ministry to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man So maturity, spiritual maturity is at the heart of growing in Christ, of becoming like Jesus. To the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, so did you catch that? To the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. That's our goal. The fullness of Christ, to be like Jesus. Verse 14. As we are spiritually and emotionally mature, what will happen? Verse 14, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. There's a deceiver out there. His name is Satan. And if you are not grounded in truth in the word of God, you can be led astray. And unless you grow up in maturity and understanding, and remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One, as I mentioned, I think, last study, or study three, Proverbs 9.10. And knowledge of the Holy One, Jesus, is understanding, right? Then we start to understand, yes, there's black and white. There's the right way, the wrong way to do things. There's, there's, there's just truth, and, and the truth doesn't change. The truth is always consistent, that's the beauty of God's truth. And the truth is life-affirming, life-restoring, life-giving. And so the deception leads to destruction. Because you're then tossed to and fro and and and, and you run into these people and say, I don't know who to believe. You know, do I believe you? Do I believe that person? You know, are we all saying the same thing? No. Jesus said you're going to know the truth. If someone's of the truth, by the fruit they produce in their lives. False prophets, wolves in sheep's clothing, Jesus calls them, produce bad fruit. Now, notice what he then says, verse 15. This is the key verse when it comes to having our on-off switch back on. And And that's the goal. What does he say? But speaking the truth in love... We are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. So we're to grow up. But you grow up speaking the truth in love. So that means trying to find out what's the problem and doing it in a relational way together, being kind, showing appreciation, being a good listener, working through it. Now, if the other person continues to be obstinate and is nasty, then you need, to, you need to separate from that person for a time. And obviously you can't appease bullies. You can't appease addicts. But you still can be kind, even as you are firm and you protect yourself and others who may be victimized by the bully or, or the addict. But then notice, too, what he continues, and I'll wrap up with verse 16. From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by whatever joint supplies, that's the body of Christ, that's all of us, according to the proper working of each individual part. We're all uniquely individual, we're diverse, but yet we have the unity of Christ. We're one body. Causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So emotional maturity, spiritual maturity, is all about growing up in the love of God and in the love of Christ. Now I want to close with a reminder that remember what rare maturity is. The R is to be remaining relational even in the midst of the problems we face and the difficulties that we can still remain relational in our relationships and not simply look at some, someone as a problem to solve. And then, A, to be able to act like yourself not to just change, not Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, that you're one way in a certain context and you're a different way in another context. R is to be able to return to joy, and we talked about how we can do that, being filled with the Spirit. And E then is the result of the first three. If I can remain relational, if I can still act like myself, and if I can return to joy, then I'll be able to endure hardship And equally important, I'll be able to help others endure hardship as well.
1: You have been listening to the Transforming Lives Together podcast, a ministry of St. Bartholomew's Anglican Church in Tonawanda, New York. To learn more about our church, please visit stbartston.org. Again, that's Saint T-O-N, dot You can also connect with St. Bartholomew's on Facebook and Instagram through the handle at St. Bart's Anglican Church. And you can connect with this podcast on Facebook through at Transforming Lives Together Cast. We hope you will tune in next time as we continue our series, Finding the Joy of the Lord in a Stress-Filled World. Until then, we leave you with these verses from Paul's letter to the Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. God bless.